season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Canes Baseball Director of Baseball Operations, Jarrett Mustaine, on the JKR Podcast for the Canes Baseball Series. Jarrett, super pumped to get you on the show to dig into Canes Baseball. How are you doing today? Doing good, Jace. Thanks for having me, man. Really excited. Hey, of course. All right. So before we dig into, you know, your baseball background, you know, how you got connected with the Canes, I got one question I'd like to dig into with everybody to get on the JKR Podcast. And that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Jarrett Mustaine? Awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one to get started. Um, I definitely need to go back and listen to some of those and see what everybody else has said. Um, but yeah, just kind of basic. Um, I'm Jarrett Mustaine, Director of Baseball Operations with the Canes. Um, this is my fourth year now. Um, and just to describe myself, um, kind of just like like thriving behind the scenes. That's my big thing. Just kind of making sure everything's done smooth. Um, just if something really goes on and you have to see me, that means probably something uh, didn't go well. So just like to do the behind the scenes background, uh, you know, logistics kind of stuff and uh, make sure everything goes smooth on our end. OK, so, I mean, from looking at it, it looks like you've been part of the Canes baseball program now here for a while. But take us through, you know, before you got connected with the Canes, maybe take us through your baseball background, kind of what got you motivated to work within the game of baseball. Yeah, so I grew up uh, in Chesapeake, Virginia, um, been playing baseball all my life. My dad played in college. Um, I have a younger brother, so we both played together um, through high school. Um, just always kind of loved the game. I played football and basketball as well, um, but baseball was just the one that I kind of, um, you know, liked the most, um, found the most interest in. Um, so played that in high school. Um, I played in college at Randolph-Macon. It's a Division three in Ashland, Virginia. Um, so did that for four years. Um, and then just kind of from there, I got my master's degree um, in sport leadership at VCU. I really thought I was going to get into college athletics, um, and that was during covid so my master's program got cut short. We got sent home and I was looking for a, um, for an externship to finish out my program. Um, and I know you said you're going to ask how I got into Canes. Um, so I'll kind of stop it there and, and let you ask, but um, yeah, so I played in high school, played in college um, and now just super fortunate to continue working in the game of baseball. It's awesome. Okay. So from, from the sounds of it, you kind of went straight from VCU, your externship ended up being with the Canes. But what was that motivation to, you know, potentially, you know, work in collegiate athletics, become a coach, whatever happened to be? What was that motivation to, you know, make it to that next level and, you know, be with be involved beyond being a ball player? Yeah, I remember junior, senior year in college. Um, I think everybody kind of goes through this. You know, what am I going to do the rest of my life? I had an idea. Uh, I was a business major, uh, really enjoyed the the finances and stuff. So thought I might go that route. Um but after speaking with a couple of my teammates and former teammates, um, the CSL, um, which is the master's program I did at VCU, um, a couple of them were alums. So I looked into it um, and just thought, man, you know, I could stay within the business side of sports maybe. Uh, just didn't really know, but I knew that I, didn't, I wasn't ready for like the adult world yet. So that turned me um, to go get my master's. And from there, everything just kind of happened uh, from, from the sports side. Okay, so you talk about the externship. How does that lead to you you working for the Canes baseball program? Yeah, so it's kind of ironic being on a podcast now. Um, I was sitting, it was like I said, it was during COVID. Um, I was sitting in my room, and uh, the Canes had just put out a podcast called Canes Cast, I believe. And I had never played for Canes growing up. Uh, obviously, knew you know what they were and everything like that. So I was listening to the podcast and. Um, they had done did one with my college coach and I was like, man, I wonder how, like, let me listen to this. How does this kind of relate? And sure enough, my college coach, uh, Ray Hedrick was coach Petty's college coach for his first year at UNC Pembroke. So I was like, man, okay. Like that's cool. A couple of days later, um, Jeff had post something on his Twitter about looking for a um, director of operations internship for the summer. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't know Jeff, but uh, I just saw this podcast where my college coach knows Jeff. So I reached out to Coach Hedrick and I said, hey, uh, can you reach out to Jeff for me? See, if, you know, love to talk. Obviously interested in the opportunity. Um, and 
stuff just kind of fell into place and I got the gig um, and kind of been going ever since. Okay. So you see Jeff post that thing for director of baseball operations internship. You talk to your division, you talk to your baseball coach um, who knew Jeff, you know, what, what does that process come up leading up to that? You know, how do you get that job? Was there maybe some competitors as well? Um, what did that look like? How long after that um, ad that posting you saw from Jeff until you actually were an employee of the, of Canes baseball? Yeah. So it was, I think that was maybe April time frame um and saw the tweet um coach Hedrick reached out I had a call with Jeff a few days later uh, I'm not sure if there was other people um to be honest with you I never really asked Jeff that um all I know is that he told me that uh you know coach Hedrick you know he he had my back and and Jeff said he had a great relationship with him so um he was trusting his gut and so then I started um a couple weeks First week of May, um, at that point, I was living in Richmond still, and the Canes were headquartered up in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So it's about an hour north. So I was driving um, to go up, come up here um, and work at the time. And I did that for a couple of weeks to start. And then we were on the road um, doing the summer schedule because even though it was COVID that year, um, travel baseball still happened. So we were on the road just playing, um, get my feet wet. That was my internship. Uh, or externship technically um, for the CSL. And once that wrapped up uh, at the end of the summer, Jeff and I were talking um, and they have a, we have a fall season for the Canes. And I obviously like said didn't have anything lined up. So he said, yeah, we can bring you on. Um, you know, money's not going to be great right now, but it, it's what we, what we got. And we'll talk about it as we get to the new year. Um, so yeah, I hopped on for the fall. I just kept going. Um, and I loved it. I really did. And uh, we, Went to Jupiter that year. Um, we got to be the Mets scout team for the first time. So I was dealing with the Mets and all their, you know, the gear and all that kind of stuff. So that was just super cool. Um, and and from there, it just kind of turned into what it is today. So, you know, when you first start with the Canes for that externship, you know, what were some of those job duties that uh, Jeff had you going about? And then how has that evolved to these past couple of years, you know, beyond, you know, working with New York Mets for the scout team and just whatever job duties you have now um, in today's um, operations? Yeah, so I remember the first day I walked into Jeff's office. Um, he's got two big whiteboards on each side, um, and it just had the national and American team, um, both of their rosters listed on there. And uh, the first thing he said, he was like, hey, uh, we got these rosters here. Um, I know they're online. I, I need you to go ahead and, and add all their contacts to your, to your phone number. You're going to be talking to them a lot. Um, so that was the first thing I did. And from there, he just kind of let me um, do certain things. We started with uh, – like at that point I came on in May. So basically everything was already set for the summer. Um, I had to, I know like uh, a lot of the gear and stuff that that team got that year, I had to bring that all down to Atlanta um, for our big meeting. So kind of organizing cleats and shirts and all that kind of stuff. Uniforms was the big one. Um, I kind of got thrown right into that. Um, for that team, we have over 12 sets of uniforms, jerseys and pants. Um, that's, a, that's a big thing. That's kind of what we're known for. So organizing that, figuring out the best way to kind of do it. Um, so that was awesome. And then as the summer progressed, I was going into, you know, doing room checks on the guys, taking them out to eat if they didn't have their parents. Um, Cause we have a team of about, the team is about 25 to 30 players. So some don't come with their parents. Um, so they're in the player rooms by themselves uh, with a couple other teammates and um, you know, take those guys out to dinner that can't eat. Um, now there's Uber eats and DoorDash. So they do that a lot themselves. So I, I don't have to help them out with that much anymore, but, um, but yeah, um, booking hotels, just doing room checks, all that kind of stuff. And then as it has evolved over time, um, so much more has just um, came about. And, and I just, like I said, so blessed to work in, in sports. I never really thought, looking back, like I said, junior, senior year, I'm like, what would I be doing? Uh, I, I never thought I'd be working within baseball, at least doing this and travel baseball. I always, like I said, thought college athletics was going to be it. Um, but uh, looking back, thank, thank goodness it's not. Yeah. So as you as you look back into, you know, what this is going to be summer, what, three or number or summer number four for you here for the Canes? This is going to be summer four. Yep. OK, so, you know, how has Jeff, you know, played a role as maybe a mentor for you just with as you begin your career? Um, was Jeff the, like was he kind of doing all this stuff when it came to uniforms and stuff like that before you came on board? So there was always a intern, like an operations intern in the summer. So that was technically the role that I had filled. Um, but I had a little bit more experience in those guys because I was coming off of, um, you know, my master's. Um, so I had already gone to college. A lot of, I think the guys in the past had were in high school or college and just, and just helping out, just kind of doing it for fun. Um, my mindset going into it was 
I want to make this full-time job. Like, this is the stuff that I love. They don't have this position yet. Um, I'd like to take this into something more and just kind of expand it. So um, that's kind of how that all happened. In terms of Jeff being a mentor and stuff, um, he did, like, the like the hotel bookings and the rosters and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's been really cool to see him, like, pass that off to myself. Um, and, and the biggest thing with Jeff is, like, and he always preaches about this, like, you can't, you can't micromanage people. Um, you surround yourself with the right people. We have a, we have a great um, team here with the Canes. So we all have our niches, kind of what we do. Um, and we all just come together and, and really just make it all go. So um, that's his big thing is, you know, put the p- right people in place and let them go to work, let them do their job. Um, so it's been cool to see him do that and always ask him like certain things because obviously he's done it in the past. The Canes have been around since 2004. So seeing how he kind of brought all that on and, um, he's done it in the past before, so he has all the experience. So sometimes I'll, I'll go over and, Hey, how, how does this work? Or do you have a connection with this hotel or such and such? And, uh, uh, we just bounce ideas off each other and, uh, here we are. So it's been great. Yeah. So with you joining the Canes team, you know, in 2020, 2021, obviously a big program at that point, but how have you even seen the program grow in just your couple of years there already? Yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, from the franchises, um, we were already really big, but my, I think that first year we had added Canada. Um, now I think when you look at the map of the United States, we have every, um, region covered, um, which is crazy where right now, the big, um, expansion is in our youth side. Um, we have more youth teams than the, um, high school teams that we control from our office. Um, so that's been a big explosion there from the youth side, but in terms of just how big we are and, and the, and the growth, um, it's just been really cool to see, um, you know, family members or, or, you know, old teammates, friends, you know, how, how many teams you guys have, how big are you guys are? And, and we kind of tell them and they're like, you know, it's just insane to really think about it like that. I mean, we're the biggest travel baseball um, organization in the country. Um, and to really go on top of that, we're also really successful as well. So um, I think that's really cool. And a tip of the hat to ourselves is just impressive to how you can um, continue to expand and get so big, but, not also, um, you know, not lose the competitiveness because at the end of the day, we're still playing a sport um, and you want to win. So, um, but yeah, the expansion, the growth, it's huge. Yeah. So with you seeing all this different expansion, you mentioned uh, Cane Canada. I mean, I know here in Indiana, you guys have Cane's Great Lakes, which I believe is based up in Northern Indiana. Yeah. Cane's Midwest, Cane's Indiana, you know, all these different just branches of the Cane's baseball, you know, what kind of goes into, you know, adding a branch and just expanding that brand just a little bit further. What kind of goes into that decision-making process? Yeah, so our um, general manager, Dan Gitson, he um, heads the the franchise edition piece. And I've had a few people reach out, and I always pass them over to Dan. Um, but the big thing is a lot of people reach out to us and say, hey, we want to be a part of your brand. Like, how does the process work? Um, so I don't want to speak too much on it. I'll, I'll let Dan kind of touch on that. But I do know it's a lot of people reaching out to us more than going after them um, at the beginning. Um I'm I'm not sure how that kind of played out um, when the first franchise and stuff happened. But, yeah, I mean, we really see more people reach out to us that want to be a part of our group, um, which is just really cool to see. Of course. So, you know, as your roles continue to expand, you said Jeff kind of passed it along to you um, as you guys build that roster each year. So what does that roster development look like? Obviously, you guys look at your Canes National, Canes America teams. You guys got players from all over the country, best of the best, all go in Power 5 schools. What does that look like when it comes to actually, you know, starting to develop that roster And, you know, just give us that timeline a little bit. Yeah. So um, I myself, I'm not too heavily involved with developing or, you know, developing the roster, putting the pieces together. Um, That's really Dan um, and our scouting guys. So we have Bryce Massey and Mike Phelps. They're our national scouting directors. And, you know, it kind of you go year to year. So we have the four high school age groups. Um, So this year it's 24, 25, 26s and 27s. and you would think that, okay, the 25s next year will move up um, to be that 17 group um, national American, but it, it really doesn't pan out that way. Um, you know, sometimes we'll go out and have to totally rebuild a team, um, which is what happened um, this off season. So our, our 24 group is really different than the 24 group we had on the field last summer and fall. Um, after looking at the roster now, you know, we've been communicating with the guys and, and get stuff ordered for them, but um, the roster, man, it's, it's loaded. So um, it's a lot of phone calls. I know for them, um, just reaching out their contacts, um, just kind of trying to put the best team together possible, really. Uh, Cause at the end of the day, you know, like I said, it is a business, but we're looking to go out there and win the, we're winning three tournaments this summer. We're going to look at uh, winning all three of them. So um, it's just, 
kind of developing a, a team and a strategy to, to get the best players um, to go out on the field and win. Yeah. So roster gets finalized. What goes into for your job after that? You guys, let's, let's say, what was it? Probably December when you guys finalized um, your summer, your um, roster for this upcoming summer. Once that happens, kind of what, what happens on your end? What do you need to do after roster is finalized? Yeah. So it's usually December, January timeframe. Um, right now we're, we're looking at maybe one, one, one more arm potentially, but um, once that's done, then we kind of go into uh, communication mode with the players and parents. Um, and on my end, that's um, getting all the hotels booked. Um, could we do a, a hotel for the team um, at each event? So they will uh, go and book their hotels. So I get a travel sheet. Um, we map out wh- what days we're going to arrive prior to the tournament because um, we always take we always take a day before the tournament to practice. Um, so when to get there, whether it's going to be one or two days, um, are we going to schedule games? So we schedule like some exhibition games on top because we have so many um, so many arms that we don't play enough games. So we want to make sure everybody gets an opportunity to throw. Um, so scheduling that. Uh, and then the big thing, the stuff that the players love is um, getting all their gear, everything ordered. Uh, we have an amazing sponsorship now with Rawlings. So um, all of our Canes national guys, 17, you are going to get uh, a custom uh, Canes glove from Rawlings is going to have an IC on it. They can design it however they want. So those, uh, most of those links are in. So I'm going to be sending that off to Rawlings um, later this week. So that's cool. So it's just a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, the big thing though is communicating with the parents, letting them know like, Hey, I'll be your point of contact. Um, you know, any questions you guys have, here's what we got going on. This is the days to, to like, like I said, we have three tournaments. So this is the day we want you um, in carrier for the USA tournament. This is what we're going to be doing. Um, this is how we're getting to the next tournament in West Palm beach. Um, here's the day that you need to fly out after such and such time. Um, we always plan on being in the championship game. So that's usually a, a noon, two o'clock game. So don't fly out until seven. Um, so it's just a lot of communication with the parents, just making sure that they're up to date and, and have any questions. Cause we try and treat it um, as much of, as much as we can as a college uh, and professional schedule. Um, Cause at the end of the day, that's where um, those guys are going. So we want to give them that taste of that um, before they get there. So what goes into, you know, that decision-making process on the schedule-wise? You mentioned you're going to three tournaments this year. I'm assuming East Cobb's going to be one of them. Um, I'm not sure what the other two are. But just what goes into that decision-making process for making that schedule each summer? Yeah, so um, we're in the – so it's funny, my like I said, this will be my fourth summer. So summer number one, we had five tournaments. Summer number two, we had four. And then last year and this year, we've had three. Um, and it's had to shrink down each year because – with the, the talent we have on this roster um, on the national 17, you one, they are all invited to a bunch of other individual showcases and stuff. You look up, you have area code, East coast pro PG national uh, PGL American game. Uh, what's the other one? The MLB um, now the draft combine, but they also have the, um, PD, the PD. league. Yeah. PDP. Um, so it's just crazy. And now PBR is adding an all American game. So we have to juggle, our schedule around those events because we don't want to look up and have a tournament and 15 of our guys aren't there. Right. So it's nice that those events usually coordinate around the biggest events of the summer. Um, and those are the three that we're in. So we open up in Cary, North Carolina at the uh, USA 17 U national team championships. That's an invite only tournament. Um, then we go to West Palm beach to the um, ultimate baseball championship. And that is invite only as well. That's 10 teams. Um, Jeff put that event on three years ago, and and here we are now. So that's cool. That's all four age groups, ten best teams in the country, uh, and then we go to East Cobb for the WWA, and that's just gotten blown crazy. I mean, out of proportion, that's over four hundred teams, uh, and that event is just massive. So um, basically, those three are probably what's going to be the three um, that we'll do um, for the future, just based on you know, like I said, guys' schedules, and those are the three. Um, biggest events now in terms of the scheduling for the ex- exhibition games around that um that just is a matter of you know where are we going kind of who wants to play um and these are the games that we have open so um we'll be playing the dirtbags team uh we're going to play them because they're already local in north carolina before we open up the usa and then we're going to play Ostingers baseball um we played them again last year so we're going to play them again um in between the carry tournament and the um tournament in West Palm Beach just because they're located in Tampa. So we'll stop in Tampa, play them a couple games, um, and then make our way to the uh, to West Palm Beach. So that'll be cool. And it's just a neat experience for our guys. You know, the schedule, um, it's tough from the get-go. And they're the best kids in the country, so they're ready to play. 
uh, coming off their high school season. So the competitive nature is that's what we're looking for. Um, and just the, like we said, we're trying to make it that college and pro like as, as we can. So as many games in those days, it's um, just giving them a taste of kind of what's going to happen, but it's definitely a busy summer for them. It's going to, it's their busiest summer that they've ever had. Um, so you can tell um, getting into uh, at the end of the summer, wrapping up at WWA, they're tired. Um, they, they really are. So um, it's just a lot for them, but like I said, it's our job to, to get them ready to, to play at the next level and, and a tough schedule is the, is the way to do it. So with that first and second tournament only being that for obviously the carry tournament, 16 teams, other tournament, 10 teams, both invite only. How does that compare for your job when it comes to getting stuff ready for a tournament like that compared to a WWBA that, you know, has 450 teams, teams are traveling, you know, an hour north of Atlanta one day, an hour south of Atlanta one day. You know, obviously the Canes sometimes are you're playing East Cobb quite often, so you guys don't have to worry about that too much. But what does that kind of look like when it comes to com the comparison between an invite-only tournament compared to a tournament like the WWBA? Yeah, so with the first two in Cary and in uh, in West Palm Beach, Florida, those are at um, the USA Complex. So that's at one site. And the second one um, in West Palm Beach is at the Nationals Astros um, Spring Training Complex. So that's at one site. So we don't have to worry about, you know, where are we playing today? You know, what time do they leave? Um, because another thing we do is we take BP before each game every day. So people are always like, well, I obviously here's another thing to mention is we, we're very fortunate we have a bus um, with this team. So we're able to take that bus and go take BP, um, you know, early prior to the game. Takes a lot of load off the parents. Um, they love it. They don't have to worry about getting their kids there. As long as the kid wakes up, makes a team meeting, then uh, we're good to go. So, um, yeah, we, we get on the bus. We'll go take BP somewhere. Um, and for those first two tournaments, we – we know we're going to the same place every day. So that makes my job easier um, planning wise. You get into WWBA and like you said, you're driving all over the place. Um, we are fortunate. Um, they do put us at East Cobb quite a bit, um, which is nice. Uh, that just everybody always says, oh, man, you're like you guys are getting special treatment, yada, yada, yada. Kind of. But I mean, at the end of the day, we have no control over it. It's really what the scouts and college coaches want. And if they ask us to be there because they want us to see us play, then that's where they're going to put us. Um, so we're fortunate to be able to do that. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to having that bus and it's awesome. Um, I'm really surprised a lot of other um, organizations haven't done it. Uh, it's just been super beneficial for us. You know, we get a lot of jokes and people messing with it. But at the end of the day, um, it's for the kids, man. Like we go take BP. Um, that's huge. People are always like, do you guys not practice or, you know, why aren't you hitting the cages? Well, we were just over at uh, Kennesaw State at BP for an hour and a half, you know, like so. Um, we're, we're getting after it long before you guys even woke up. So, and that's kind of what separates us and separates our guys is um, they know that they're coming on this team to work. It's not just going to be a, um, you know, just a chill travel ball summer. Um, they're getting it. They're, they're here to get after it. So having that bus, obviously you mentioned that's super beneficial. A lot of teams really don't have that. Let's say for a regular, a traditional travel baseball team, all their players are showing up with their parents at all at different times. You know, what, what does that schedule look like for you guys when it comes to, let's say, let's say a two o'clock game, um, what does that look like? You guys wake up since you guys are all around each other all day compared to some other traditional travel ball teams that aren't. What does that game day schedule look like for you guys? Yeah. So if we had a two o'clock game, um, we like to always work backwards. So we always like to be at the field an hour before the game. Um, and that's for just to make sure the game's running early. Uh, we like to be there. But then also um, for our pitchers, some guys take longer to warm up, um, you know, this and that. So we would like to be there at one o'clock. Um, let's just, let's just say we're in East Cobb playing at, uh, you know, playing at East Cobb, make it easy. Um, our hotel is about 15 minutes from East Cobb. And like I say, we always hit at, um, Kennesaw state. So we're probably leaving. Uh, we always hit for about an hour. So we always do a gas station before and after like guys get drinks. Um, let me see if I can do this. I'm a, I'm a write down guy. So if <laughs> I can do it in my head right now, but, um, two o'clock game, we're going to get there at one. Uh, we're going to be done at Kennesaw state at uh what's that 12 30 so we can get there 11 30 so we're probably leaving our hotel at 11 usually about three hours before um so we'll probably wake up um breakfast at the hotel for the guys that's obviously on them and then um depending on the day we love to do a team meeting just to get everybody ready um and like i mentioned our uniforms before we have so many so they'll start the day with coming by um our conference room and grabbing their uh, jersey and pant for that day so they get that probably around 10 30 10 45 we'll hop on the bus Stop at a gas station, uh, get to Kennesaw State, take BP for an hour, hit the gas station again, so you can get some more drinks and stuff. Um, and then we'll, we'll be at East Cobb at one o'clock and 
um, see what happens, you know, going on with the game. We might hang on the bus for a little bit. That's the nice part of having the bus. If stuff backed up, we just we just wait on the bus, sit in the AC. So um, that's good. And then we'll go out there, play the game, go get a dub, and uh, we'll head back to the hotel. And um, sometimes we stop for dinner as a team. Um, sometimes we head back. Sometimes they go with their parents. just depends. But, uh, yeah, about three hours before is a typical, um, you know, day for us. Uh, we have a game now if we have an 8 a.m game we're not leaving at five o'clock in the morning so yeah. eight o'clocks are usually show and goes uh we're not we're not taking bp before an eight o'clock game um even the 10 o'clocks are kind of tough um but yeah that's that's basically a, a day in the life of what the our guys are doing each day this summer okay so for 17 you know we've talked about their schedule when it comes to three tournaments just because there is you know pdp pg national uh, all these, you know, big time tournaments for the 17U level. What is that? How does that compare to the 16U level? Because obviously, 16U, 15U, 14U aren't having to go through those with all those different other events. What does that look like? And then for the bus as well. On top of that, does the bus kind of stick with the 17U group? What does that look like? Yeah, so the bus sticks with um, the 17U group, the National American. Um, those schedules are kind of um, caddied, so like one can go one place, one can go the other, um, so we can still make both, um, like alternate weeks. For the 16s, 15s, and 14s, the bus is with them um, for their WWBA each summer. So they get it um, once a summer with the bus. Um, other than that, it is with the 17s. Uh, in terms of the amount of tournaments that those guys are doing, it's usually between five and six um, because, yeah, like you said, they don't have those other, um, you know, big showcases to go to. What they do have, uh, depending on the age group, is usually the one big PG event. And that's usually we have to base the schedule around that. Um, but other than that, they have about five or six events, and they're big-time um, events for them. And and those teams are nationally, um, you know, national teams as well, so they're all not in one place. So they all travel um, and, and convene at the same location um, for each event. So the logistics for them is kind of different. Same thing. You know, I'll um, do hotels for all of them, and, and we'll send that out to the parents, and then we kind of let um, – our coaches for those teams take over and they do a, a phenomenal job of, of being their own kind of like operations guy um, with them just kind of on a smaller scale. Yeah. So when some of those 17, you guys are, you know, getting invited to area code PDP, PG national, all those big time tournaments, does that kind of go through you guys at all? Like are some of these events kind of notifying you being like, Hey, we're going to invite Noah Franco to this event, this event this summer. So, you know, planning for that, what does that kind of look like in terms of your guys's your point of view? Yeah, it really depends on the event. Um, some of them will call and, and ask um, ask Jeff like what uh, you know they think of the kid, or um, sometimes Jeff calls and asks if we can get the kid into one. Um, you know, based on how he's been playing this summer, hey, we think he should be in it. Um, yada yada yada. But um, at the end of the day, they really don't contact us. Like they're not they're not giving us a heads up per se. Uh, we just you know ask the kids like um, you know once they hear from them or make a decision, hey, let us know. Um, and like I said, we do a good job of our three tournaments don't conflict with any of those big events now, which is nice. Um, we just have to really make sure that if Franco is going to one of those events um, and he's going to pitch at it, then we have to time up his pitching with us a couple of days later to give enough rest. Um, so that's who it really plays a big factor in is the pitchers, um, because that's half of our team. We have over 15 um, POs every summer. So those guys are obviously an integral part and we can't have a guy throwing on Wednesday at a PG national and then expect him to come throw on Thursday at WWBA. So it's just kind of managing that. Um, and our pitching coach, Jason Mills does an awesome job. Um, just kind of going back and forth with them and, and setting that rotation. So I know my next interview is with Anthony and he is the director of recruiting operations for Canes baseball. So what type of role do you guys play in for some of those younger kids, you know, maybe 14, 15 you when they're going through that recruiting process? Because if you look at your 16, you 17, you team, like we've mentioned, you know, a national American team full of nothing but power five commits. So what type of role do you guys play in when it comes to the whole recruiting process? Uh, I know he's on the phone a lot. Um, that's his big thing. Um, he's talking with our guys. Um, kind of, I think the big thing, and I, and I don't want to speak for him, but what he initially does is kind of see, you know, where they want to go. You know, what, what, what are you looking for? Um, let them know if, if we think that's attainable or what they need to do to get there. Um, and then the relationships he has with college coaches is, is crazy. So he'll pick up the phone, call such and such, you know, at the end of the day, there's a place, there's a spot for everybody. Um, we just got to find it. So he does a phenomenal job with that. Um, so yeah, he's, he's on the phone a lot. Um, but he, he loves to do it and, and he's really good at what he does. 
So when you came on board for that externship, you know, just throwing it back three, four years ago, you said that was kind of when you guys were in the mix of adding the New York Mets as your guys' scout team. So kind of what, what what went in that initially in terms of, you know, um, let's let's choose the New York Mets to be our scout team, maybe what happened there, and then going into each summer, like now, what does that look like, you know, trying to maintain that relationship? It's awesome, man. I mean, it really is. Um, and it's that that's probably the, been the biggest thing that has changed over my four years is um, – how that started to where it's at now. So um, four years ago, we did it for Jupiter. And that used to be the thing. You know, a lot of travel teams were um, a a pro team, a a scout team for that Jupiter event in the fall, um, which everybody knows is the biggest event. I mean, that's in terms of teams, it's half the size of WWA, but that's really on purpose. Um, And the amount of scouts and golf carts there, it's just really cool to see. Um, But yeah, it started out as just being the Mets for that. And that started because um, Jeff is an associate scout for the Mets. Um, He's been doing that for a long time, just kind of, you know, filling them in on players and stuff like that. And I think – I'm not sure who reached out first, to be totally honest with you. Um, But I just know when I, you know, was there, he said, hey, we're going to be the Mets. And I was like, awesome, what do we got to do? And they sent us a bunch of – I think it was one set of jerseys that year. Uh, It was jerseys and pants, and they gave us a hat, um, some socks, a belt, and – couple helmets and, and we were off and then we had to send it all back to him after. Um, and then after that, we did the same thing. Um, we did it, we did it for uh wait, no, get my years mixed up. Yeah. We did that for one year. And then after that uh, we signed on to do them for, yes, we did Jupiter again and they sent, um, we, we had signed like the long-term three-year deal with them or something. Um, and they had custom, not custom, but they did it to where the size of the numbers matched up um with our regular jerseys but we got full um you know the nike set of, of jerseys and pants brand new um you know had a canes barcode on it it was freaking sweet um they sent us two sets of all-star catchers gear for our guys helmets fungos ball bags you know hats two shirts two shorts coaches got hoodies i mean it's just talk about hooking you up gear wise you know uh the big thing for jeff is like we're gonna do something we're gonna we're gonna go big um, we're going to make it look good. And we're going to make a statement. And so from there, um, so that was two years of just doing Jupiter. And a lot of teams that previous summer were turning into like, you know, East Cobb Padre scout teams, like for the whole summer um, and just throwing out the East Cobb stuff. So like Jeff never really liked the, liked the idea of that. He never wanted to just give up on the cane. So um, we decided that we were going to go that route with the Mets um, for a full time but we were going to alternate days. So every other day we wear Canes or Mets stuff. Um, so that's really, really cool. And it's, we're able to kind of stick with, with being the Canes, but also being the Mets one day. Um, so that relationship's awesome. They, they really do take care of us. And uh, we have two of their scouts in the dugout with us each game. So our guys get that experience of, of talking with the scout, you know, and, and they love it because they get to pick our guys' brains and um, it really helps them, you know, learn the player more. Um, Cause they know what, they know what they can do athletically. Um, but just being able to talk to them more and, and learn about who they are as a kid um, is really cool. And it's beneficial for them if they're going to draft them. Um, but the relationship's awesome. They really hook our guys up and um, they're just a, a different feeling, man, just walking off the bus in, in Mets stuff. Like, you know, I, I know I feel it. So if I do, I know the kids do. And, and I'm sure they're out there uh, when they get to playing and I know they always um, just say how cool it is. And they, they, you know, at the end of the day, that's their goal to go do that for real someday. So they get a little bit of a taste of it now. Um, so it's cool. It really is. So with that major league sponsorship of Nike with that New York Mets scout team uniforms, obviously Canes are an Under Armour brand. New York Mets scout team is a Nike brand. How do those two, you know, work together? Was there any conflictions there at first? What was that decision-making process? So we just signed the new um, apparel deal with Under Armour. And when we were in those initial talks with them about a year ago, um, with you know what we had going on um we had just signed a deal with the Mets and we had said hey you know is that an issue because you know the Mets jerseys they're Nike and and we're going to be with you guys Under Armour um and they said no they totally understood um and they were awesome about it because at the end of the day I mean they want us to continue to grow um and push their brand but at the same time they know the Mets are a huge thing for us so, so they've been really awesome about it 
So you guys alternate from, you know, the Canes one day to the New York Mets scout team the next day. You guys have, what, like 12, 13 different uniforms when it comes to all the variations. Like, how do you guys go about, like, all right, guys, we're going to go with this type of Mets uniform this day, this type of Canes jersey, and then go back to a different Mets jersey. You know, like, how? I mean, obviously, I mean, that's not a huge deal on what exactly you guys are wearing, but how do you guys go about, you know, kind of choosing which uniform you'd be wearing each day? It is like a little science science project, math math equation, uh, yeah, actually. So, and it's one of my favorite things that I get to do. So, um, the big thing for us is once that schedule comes out for the tournament, um, I'll then look and see like, hey, is this a double header day? Should we be wearing like a light color jersey? Or, hey, are we on a dirt field today? Let's maybe wear like a gray or a black instead of wearing the white. Let's try and keep the stains um, to a minimum. Um, are we playing on turf? Like. If we're playing at eight in the morning, we can wear all black. It won't be that hot. If we're playing at one in the afternoon, let's not wear all black. It's going to be hot. So just those little things. Um, and then once I kind of plan that out, it, it goes every other day. And I try and time it up to where. Um, so for us, we have a all yellow uniform with with high pants. Um, that's called our championship yellows. And I always try and wear that on championship day. Um, or if we want to do Mets for championship day, um, we have a blue Mets top with the white um, blue pinstripe pants. Um, I just love that look. We've, we've had a lot of success winning in that. So I try and time those up to be those. Those are the two that we'll wear on the championship day. Um, but it really is like a, like a math problem. And I, and I love trying to solve it. So that's my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, once, once that schedule's out, man, I just, I just go at it. Um, and, and the, the tough part is once we get into um WWBA where we're with the American 17U team, um, we share those jerseys, um, all of ours. We don't share the Mets ones, but we share ours. So it's a balancing act of, okay, well, they're playing early and then late. So, yeah, yada, 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 and, and getting the laundry done and getting it back. So uh, it, it's a math problem, um, but I love it. And it, it is cool. I, I do my best not to wear the same thing twice for each team at the same tournament, um, give our guys a chance to wear all the uniforms. So, um it's fun. That that's one of my favorite things about the gig is picking out the uniforms and kind of what the guys are wearing. Um, and if we don't do well in it, then I say, hey, what do you guys want to wear today? Or um, probably shouldn't wear this again. Let's be smart. So um, just little things like that. I'm I'm superstitious. All baseball guys are. So uh, I try and do my best to kind of move that around. But uh, it, it it's fun trying to figure out what we're going to wear. Yeah. So for that Canes national team, is that just the the Canes scout team? Is that just for 17U, or does that go on 15, 16 U as well? The the Met scout team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's just 17. So that is just um, our national 17U team. Okay. So you mentioned that there was two, there's two Met scouts, you know, for you guys as 17U teams. Um, is that just, uh, obviously, is that just when you guys are wearing the Mets, Mets jerseys or is that at all times? All times. Yep. So um, even on days where we're wearing canes, they're in the dugouts wearing their Mets stuff, um, which is really cool. Um, and it's two guys who have been, uh, you know, Jeff's known them for a long time. They're kind of local to the area. Um, and they're just just two great dudes who love the game and, and really bring a big benefit um, to our guys, Daniel Coles and, and Joe Recuglia. And they're they're awesome to get to know and awesome to hang around. Um, and they're just really good dudes who, like I said, they know the game well, so they're they're able to like teach as well on the side. You know, like I said, they pick their brains and try to figure out like who the kids are as a person. Um, but they also at the same time, you know, can teach the game because they both know so much about baseball. Um, and they take that information and, and bring it back. So um, it's really cool. Yeah. So with that, you know, with all these scouts, with these two scouts, you know, getting to know the ball players as people, not just as ball players, has that led to, you know, maybe some Canes being drafted by the New York Mets here in recent years? It's funny you mention that because we're kind of waiting for that to happen. I'm um, waiting for that big guy to go to the Mets. Um, I, I, to my recollection, I don't think it's happened yet. Um, a lot of the guys we had last year was, was no. Um, so not yet, um, but we're, we're hoping it, it, it pays off that way. Yeah. So when it does come time to the that every other day when you guys do step out there to wear the Met uniform, obviously you, as the as the Canes brand, I mean you guys have a target on your back already. But do you guys think maybe that you know it just um, evolves a little bit further with that target on your back when you guys are wearing that Met uniform? Yeah, no doubt. I mean we're not naive. Like people don't like us, and that's fine. Uh, we have no issues with that, um, especially wearing the Canes stuff. You know, we roll up in the bus and people are like, you know, or even before that they see that they're playing us, and we know that they're best arm is usually lined up so that's always the um thing we tell our guys is hey no matter what day it is no matter who you're playing you're getting that team's best arm so that just brings another um recruiting tool to our guys that you're going to see a dude every game so that's big um but yeah you wear that Mets stuff man and and they 
um, don't like that even more. Uh, a lot of times they're like, oh, I, you know, you guys aren't that good. You should be wearing that, yada, yada, yada. Um, and sometimes, yeah, we get beat. I mean, it, it's a base, it's a game, man. Like they're 17 year old kids. Like, come on, let's, let's be real. Um, but the, the target is there and you can see it. I mean, you walk off the bus and everybody just starts to look at you. Some are good looks. Some are, you know, the little kids going, Oh my gosh, that's cool. And then some of them are the parents and the other kids going really like, okay, you guys are, you're doing all that stuff. So it's cool. Uh, we feed off it for sure. Um, but yeah, the target target is definitely, definitely on the backs and, uh, and our guys know it too, for sure. So, you know, if you, you mentioned that some people may not like you because you guys are the Canes brand, you know, are that New York Mets scout team. Have you come across, you know, maybe a couple stories where parents are maybe chirping at you guys for no reason, just, you know, walking off the bus or, you know, what, what what's your experience when it comes to that? Yeah, man, no doubt. I mean, the, the, the chirping is definitely higher. Um, the intensity of the games are definitely higher. The other team, uh, a little bit more physical, even though baseball is not a physical game. Um, coaches definitely chirp more. Um, the umpires are definitely there, you know, uh, parents are obviously chirping. Um, so it's got it definitely the, the level of intensity is more. Um, the only thing I, I, I'll, I'll say on that is, um, our bus has gotten, you know, keyed a few times, like just, just stuff like that. That's like, people are so pity, man. They just walk by it and stick a key out. So, um, it's just, uh, it's just tough to think that somebody would do that, but over a travel baseball team, but um, we have, we have seen it happen. So yeah, that's a, that's one story I'll give you. Man. All right. So with you being that director of operations, you know, I'm interviewing Anthony, who's director of recruiting operations for you guys, you know, being kind of those all like with names of with t- job titles as like office members, obviously you guys are in the dugout as well. What does that work? Like how many coaches are you guys bringing to a regular event like that? Um, are you guys varying between, you know, 17, 16, 15, you, what does that look like for all you guys? Like the guys I'm interviewing this week, what does that kind of look like? Yeah. So it does vary. Um, depends on the team, um, the national 17, U team, um, has about five or six coaches, um, full-time strength guy, myself that travel, um, chaplain. And then we have the two, um, med scouts. So that's the, the 17 use a big staff for the national, um, all the other teams have three or four coaches, um, each. And that just, you know, gives them the ability to have a coach in the dugout guy, coach the third guy, coach the first, and somebody in the bullpen, um, for the pitching side if need be. Um, but for myself and Anthony, Anthony, he doesn't, um, he's not affiliated like with a team. Um, so he kind of just travels around and he'll scout or, um, just kind of go to other events for myself. I'm uh, specifically with the national 17 U group, um, to do the ops with them as well. So that's like the bulk of my travel in the summer. Um, and I'm the one guy who isn't in pants. So you'll be able to notice me in the dugout. All of our coaches wear pants. Um, I don't have to wear pants, so I'll be in shorts and stuff. And, um, for me, it's, that's kind of my time to step back and let the coaches coach because um, that's when my job's kind of done. Like, hey, guys are here, bus made it to the field, you guys go play and win, um, and then I'll pick it up after. So that's so, kind of my roles during the game. Okay, so with you being in that dugout, like what sort of relationships are you building with those ball players you guys have on that 17U team? And then how do you maybe build them with the guys who are younger coming up to play for that top team there for that 17U season? Yeah, so I'm I'm like the guy who, like I said, I've already been communicating with them. Um, and I'll, I'll probably, you know, it is that way throughout their time with us. Um, I, I have the most contact with them and, you know, I see them, obviously everybody sees them every day, but I'll see them for a uniform handout and, you know, in the hallway, stuff like that at the, at the hotels, I just try and get to know them on a personal level, um, and let them know like, Hey, I'm not a coach. I'm, I'm not telling you how to do things. Um, you know, we can talk, we can have normal conversations just because at the end of the day, man, like I said, they're 17 year old kids. Like they're just there to have fun. So just to um, learn who they are, um, learn, you know, meet their families, just, just try and get to know them as not a friend, but just somebody who can, um, you know, they can talk to if they need something um, and just mess around with them at the end of the day. Like I said, we're just there to obviously win ball games, but, uh, but to have fun, you can't be, can't be serious all the time. Yeah. So we're looking into 2023 summer here right now. This is going to be summer number four, like you mentioned, you know, just looking back into these past three summers, you know, what are maybe some of the favorite memories that just come to mind of being part of this Canes baseball brand kind of take us through a couple of those just favorite memories or just favorite experiences so far. Yeah. So let's see the, I mean, like I said, that first memory there um, that kind of pops into mind was during COVID when they moved um, Jupiter um, from Jupiter 
to Fort Myers my first year um, a couple weeks before and we were scrambling to find a hotel and um, we stayed at a really cool resort because everything else was booked um, and went down there and that was the first year with the med stuff. So that was really cool. Um, a second one was that next year we had, um, we won um, the ultimate baseball championship that year. So that was awesome. Um, we did the Jupiter stuff again. They sent us all that custom Nike stuff with the Mets. Um, that was awesome. Um, that same year, I got to go out to San Diego for the perfect game, All-American game. We had, I think it was 11 All-Americans that year, um, the, the most that's ever been had. Um, so that was awesome. Got to go out there and see all those guys. And and that was probably one of the coolest things because, you know, developed that relationship with them throughout the summer, um, you know, going through the grind of what the summer is. And then just to see them be on the big stage and um, just to be celebrated for who they are as players, but also as kids. Um, that was that was really cool. And I was really grateful for that opportunity. Um, look back last year, we won the UBC um, again. That was cool. Um, we got second in Jupiter. That was a long run. Um, second in WWA a couple of years ago. So just a lot of crazy things that happened um, with the amount of time we have with these guys. Um, but definitely a lot of cool memories and the travel itself, just being around them is, is awesome and, and, and just super blessed and fortunate to be able to do it. Yeah. So three more questions here for you, then we'll go ahead and end it off. You know, so looking sure. into 2023 summer number four for you, just what are some of those goals or some of those expectations you have? I'm just looking, just looking forward into it, these next three tournaments this summer for 17 U. Yeah. So from my side, like I, I look forward to, you know, not having any hiccups. I mean, that's that's never going to happen. That's impossible. Stuff always pops up. Um, I just try and be super prepared for the stuff that comes up. Um, but in terms of our team, like like I said, our goal is to win all three of those events. And some people are like, man, that's crazy. I mean, it, it's it's realistic. It really is. Like our, our roster is insane this summer. I mean, just looking at it, we have 25 guys on it. They're all in the top 100 of the PG rankings. Um, we have five of the top 10 guys. I mean, it, it's wild. The, the roster is stacked. Uh, our guys did an awesome job putting that together. Um, so the expectation is to win every game. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, we know that's a lofty goal, um, but that that really is the expectation. So that's that's my goal for the summer is to do that, have a smooth transition with all the logistical stuff. Um, just be prepared as, as most I can with that. Um, but, yeah, just looking to, to win every game in all the tournaments with our guys. All right. So, you know, looking beyond 2023, just what is that vision for you on the personal side and on that organization side of things? You know, what is that, you know, just vision for these next, you know, three, four or five years um, for you as a person and for the Canes brand? Yeah. I mean, as a brand itself with us, you know, always looking to continue to expand. I mean, there's so many travel ball teams out there, um, so many coaches, everything. We're looking to get better every day, um, whether that's adding, you know, more prominent coaches in the game, um, you know, expanding our franchise with other teams in the area um, around the country that are, you know, with somebody else, um, love to flip them. Obviously we just, like I said, signed this deal with Under Armour and Rawlings, super excited about that. We're looking to grow that over these next five years. Um, the exposure that we're getting from them is, is just tremendous and they're awesome um, guys to work with. So looking forward to that. And then personally, just um, looking to keep climbing the ladder, right? Um, every year, just more stuff's kind of been put on the plate um, and just really fortunate for that and just being able to continue to um, have a small little part in, in kind of what we do as an organization um, and just helping these kids, you know, achieve their um, goals of going to play college baseball um, and just having an awesome summer um, playing with us. So uh, really fortunate with that. Awesome. So down to my last question here for you, you know, this might be digging down a little bit deeper, you know, beyond that Canes brand. So, you know, when you're looking into, you know, when you're, you know, continuously evolving into your, into your career from the looks of, you know, you're a pretty young guy, what, maybe 25, 26 years old, as you look forward into just, you know, keep evolving, evolving your career, just what are some of those motivations that you have just, you know, to help you get up every morning, go get better, continuously evolve that Canes brand. Just what, what are some of those motivations you got? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I get married in October. Um, so I have a fiance. I'll have a wife here shortly. Um, so just being able to put food on the table. Um, we bought a house recently. So just personal things off the field that um, I know that I, if I keep working hard, you know, like I said, more stuff will happen. Um, and I'll just be able to continue to, um, you know, help us out as, as a as a relationship. Uh, so like I said, personally, that's big for me, just being able to travel with her and, and do all that kind of stuff. And um, the big driving thing for me is I mentioned a little bit earlier, I never played um, with the Kings. Um, I played division three baseball in college. I wasn't um, the greatest player ever. I, I certainly, um, you know, wasn't anything like the players I get to hang around, hang around with all the time. And, and I always like to let them know that, but 
Um, that's the big drive for me. You know, I couldn't do it athletically, but I can certainly do it personally. Um, and that's big for me. And I, and I really pride myself on, you know, turning that page, the next chapter, um, to the professional side of, like I said, Hey, I couldn't do it on the field athletically. Um, but I can help more guys do it, um, here now with my job now. So I, I, that's a big driving force for me, um, is to be able to just prove myself, um, not wrong, but just, just be able to keep doing things that uh, I never really thought I was able to do um, at a young age. So it's really cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's the final question here on the JKR podcast, you know, super appreciative of you coming on the podcast, super appreciative of you connecting me with all these different guys, helping me set up, you know, this Canes baseball series on the JKR podcast, you know, pumped to learn more about the entire Canes organization in general. Obviously, as we've talked about, you guys are, you know, that one travel baseball brand that everyone knows across the country. So, you know, it's gonna be pretty cool these next couple of weeks to learn, you know, how this has been built and just what the Canes organization is in general. So super thankful for that. You know, best of luck this summer when it comes to, you know, winning those big three tournaments. Let's see if you guys can go three for three. Uh, but no, just like I said, thanks for coming on the show, man. I, I super appreciate it. I'm, I su- I really appreciate it. Yeah, Jace, thank you so much, man. I, I It's been awesome talking with you. Just kind of giving a little behind the scenes of what I do and, and who we are as an organization and um, happy to, like I said, happy to help lining you up with those guys. Um, hopefully they don't give you any trouble. If they do, let me know. And, uh, and, and I'll reach out to them and uh, we'll set them straight. So they're all good guys. Um, they all were phenomenal players for us and just guys we think really represent the brand. Well, there's a couple of guys that are still with us as well, um, which is really cool. I think you get to hear um, their side of what they're doing now. Um, at whatever age they're at and obviously we have some college guys you'll speak with and pro guys too so uh, hopefully they uh, just talk about the great experience that they had um, and we're super excited for you to kind of show that from our side so like I said Jace thank you so much man it's been a pleasure and um, have a great rest of the day best of luck with all the rest of these podcasts and uh, looking forward to listening to them man thank you (music)